everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. One of my favorite questions to ask someone is, what do you want? I love hearing the answers, but sometimes more than that, I love seeing the reaction that people have upon being asked the question. I found that many people don't spend a lot of time seriously considering what it is that they want their life to look like. And I think there are lots of reasons for this. Maybe they feel stuck in a circumstance that's overwhelming or unchangeable. Maybe they are too afraid to take the risk it would require to make their dreams come true. Maybe they're in a situation where the needs of others have to come before the desires of their own heart. Or maybe they're just too busy to even consider the question itself. Whatever the case may be, and whatever a person's circumstances are, I think the question is still worth asking. Arcadora found herself at a crossroads after pouring her heart and soul into a booming boutique business for years. After considering her options, she took a big leap and crafted the life and the business that she wanted. So I am a like luxury pet photographer turned hippie living in a van, doing pet photography road trips, mm -hmm. photographer. Mm -hmm. So I had a studio in Vegas, which is where we originally met, um, WPPI. I remember. Yeah. I, and you came to my studio. Like 07 or 08, 07, maybe? you came to my studio because I opened in two, 2006. Oh, we need to start with your name, too. I'm Arika Because you have a, a different name. Then it's what? Arika. It is. It's not Erica. It is. And I know that. but You, you uh, can say whatever you want. But yeah, well, I got Africa at the airport. You what? I got Africa at the airport because they just see it and they put the right. F in. And, right, right, yeah. right, right. But, but it's Arica. Yeah. And you're the only Arica I know. And I'm, that's how I always remember that that's your name, Arica, instead of Erica. Do you want to hear a quick Jed Toffer story? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. So <laughs> I was going to WPPI every year, right? So 2006, I would go and then I met you and Vicky because yeah. um, she was speaking and she yeah. was like the big thing and she still is. But yeah. especially back then, that was like the thing, like, oh my gosh, Vicky Toffer speaking. Right, right. So I met you guys and then I saw you the next year and then you went to my studio, uh -huh. right? Because it was just a random, I remember like, coming to your studio. A bunch of people It was were, very boutique-y. Yeah. And we were going to sushi or something. Yes. So there's like Carl yeah. Kaler was there. Yes, and all these John people. Snow, I think, too. Yeah, and mm -hmm. Steve Winslow and all those people. Yes. So we went and did that, and then the next year I saw you, and I was like, hey, Jed, Arika Dorf, how are you? And then the next year I was like, hey, Jed, Arika Dorf, because you know you meet so many people, right. and then you don't know who they are, and then you don't want to look it down at their badge, <laughs> right, because you're like, don't remember their name, right. but then you don't want to pretend. So it was like finally like the fifth year in a row that I went up to you, and I was like, hey, Jed, I was like, Arika Dorf, and you're like, Arika, I know who you are. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I did say but that it took to you. Like, yeah, you did. Was but you're little... like, you're like, I got it. I got it. I hope I didn't come across. No, this. no, no. You were just like, I, I got it. It's been five years. I got I it. I know who you are. Well, I I remember who you were from the. I I do better than most at that. There's a lot of things that I'm not very good at, but something names that I am faces. pretty good at are names and faces. There you go. See, I remember the dogs' names, not the owners' names. Well, my wife, not see now, Vicky's terrible mm -hmm. at both. <laughs> during a session even like uh, she'll get the names in yeah. like a family of three yeah right? right and like not remember see she has to do the post-it that's what i do i stick a post-it 
like in like where I have my toys, my squeaky toys. Yes. I post it with all the dogs and animals oh, like and people's names. Sheet. So then I'm like, oh, I'm grabbing a toy and I look at their names really quick. That's, that is really slick. I know because I forget people's names <laughs> too. Well, I, I, I remember most people's names, but yours was easy for me because it stuck out just because it's so unique to me. Well, I thanks. don't know anybody. Are, 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 I don't are, either. Okay. Well, yeah. and, and not a lot of Judds out there either. Um, let's do this. Start with your bio again because I interrupted okay. you. Okay. Because because I th- I do think it's interesting that you were all boutique pets mm-hmm. and I remember that mm-hmm. and I remember what it looked like and it was fancy. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you saw you saw like the minor league version of my studio. It, it ramped up even after it that. It did. Because I saw that on on the yeah, social media. We doubled our square footage and right. Yeah. And so you got really fancy. Yeah. And. And you know what? Let's do this. And then what happened? Okay. Let's do that. Okay. You get really fancy. So, yeah. So we had the 1200 square foot studio. Mm-hmm. It was, it was great. Mm-hmm. And then we were growing. We tripled our employees, which just means like I hired a few people mm-hmm. and then doubled our square footage, built the whole thing out exactly how I wanted. I had an office. I had a separate theater room, had a huge shooting area, the whole thing. So I had the studio total for nine years. Yeah. And then my husband one day, so he was in law enforcement Mm -hmm. and he got out of it. He was doing like private protection. And Mm -hmm. then one day he said, I want to get back into law enforcement. So he said, but wherever I go, I want to put in, you know, 17 years or whatever till I retire. So I want to stay at the same department so I can apply like here in Vegas because he was at highway patrol or whatever. So he said I could go to Metro or some other department. And he said, but if I do that, we're staying here 17 years. And I swear the studio went on the market like the next day because I was like, we were in Vegas for 16 years. Yeah. And, before that. Right. Right. And I was just like, I mean, I loved it there, but I was like, I don't have another 17 years <laughs> in this same town. You know what I mean? Like we needed a change. Okay. So we were like, no, we're moving. So I sold the studio um, and we moved to, we went like, like this. I know you can't see that but i right. we just went whoop that sounds good and we pointed to a map and we moved okay yeah yeah you kind of closed your eyes pointed yep and where without did your, jobs we just moved where did your finger land um washington state yeah. so we are right smack dab between portland oregon and seattle washington okay yep what's the what it's in um napa vine washington napa vine yeah Okay. So Chehalis, Washington, Napa Vine, Washington. Okay. Yeah. So that's small where... town. I'm out in the country. Yes. Yeah. Horses, cows, chickens. And he's a police officer. He's again? a police officer there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you decided to. So I took like a year long break from photography because right. I was just like mentally fried. I, I, I was fried after yeah. the nine years. After and I, nine years of boutiquing. Yeah. Right. And so I um, was doing a lot of road trips with my dog, my bloodhound Gracie. So I was just doing road trips and we were going backpacking in Canada and mm-hmm. doing all these hikes and everything. And that's where the idea for my pet photography road trips was born. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, how cool would it be? you were doing these by yourself? Oh yeah. Primarily. So people were like, oh, how do you and your husband and your dog? Fit? And I was like, no, this, my husband's not involved in this. He wants nothing to do with being a hippie in the back of a van. He doesn't? Oh no. That was another one of my questions. No, like, this is just me and my dog. Like you're doing this with your dog because you want to do this. Yeah. And he's not doing it because he doesn't want to do he it. He flies out and visits us. Okay. So like when we're in Vegas, when we stop through there, he flies out. This last year in San Francisco, he flew out. Okay. But he just, he has to work. Someone has to work, right? Yeah. Like do a real job and hold the house down and yeah. do yard work. Right, and right. He does all that. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I, that's where the idea was born. I was like, how cool would it be if I could travel? 
travel with my dog and see new places, yeah. but like make money right. doing this and shooting sessions. So right. um, I announced my first road trip. So I've done three now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's now become like an annual thing. Mm-hmm. So I announced my first one and I just said, hey, I just threw it out there. If any, you know, would anyone be interested? I'm thinking of doing like a, you know, five, 6,000 mile road trip through, you know, six, seven, eight, nine states. And, and you just threw it out there on the Facebook. Uh, yeah, on Facebook. And right. I had a small email list. I mean, not very big, but mm-hmm. um, just, you know, I had, and so it's, it's slowly building, but mostly through social media. Right. And, um, Yes. And I had, and the cool thing about, and so everyone always asks like, how does that work? And how do you get people? I just did a road trip and I went through Colorado and Wyoming and Utah. And they're like, how do you have clients in those places? Um, But Vegas is very transient, right? People are always coming and going. People have second homes. I mean, all over the country, all over the world. So that was really cool. I mean, if I had a business in a really, really small town, like where Initially, I am now, right. I don't think, I mean, I, I wouldn't have clients all over the place. So you think you had a pretty good foundation or that you got a foothold initially oh, yeah. because you oh, were yeah. in Vegas. I'm, I'm riding the wave still. Of, okay. I mean, I'm like, I'm, you know, roughing it out of my car because I used a camper van the first year. And then I was like, I'm just going to put a bed in the back of my SUV. So there's just a bed in the back of my SUV with me and my dog. And then we just drive 7,000 miles and stop and shoot sessions. And we do, we average one a day. So we did about 35 sessions in 35 days. 35 sessions. That's a lot more than I expected. Yeah. So each road trip. Um, yeah. So the first one was, it's, it's been building, you know, 30 sessions and 35. But that's about my limit. And my husband's like, okay, do you want to come back and live with me? (laughs) You know, so I'm like, I try to limit them and I'm like, okay, let's, yeah. yeah." So I try to do like four to six weeks-ish. Okay. Yeah. So, but my clients are surprisingly all over the place. And so I had people who, like I said, have second homes Uh in Idaho and Wyoming and um, people who've moved to Colorado. Mm -hmm. And um, the really cool thing, want to hear a cool story about marketing? Yes. Okay. So I, um, you might've known, I did adoption portraits for Mm -hmm. rescues and shelters. Mm -hmm. So it's just one of the community service things that um, I've always done. I still do them on my road trips. Um, We devote an entire day to um, in different cities, you know, rescues and shelters. And we do them obviously complimentary, just mm-hmm. helping the animals find homes. So there was this adoption portrait at my studio that I did 10 years ago. There's a dog named Frankie. Mm. So it was a basset hound and I did his portrait and his parents saw the picture and they adopted him. So they started following me on social media and they saw that I sold my studio and this whole thing. And they saw that I was posting, oh, I'm doing this road trip. I'm going to be going through Colorado. I've never met them before. They reached out to me and said, oh, we, you know, we adopted Frankie. Here's his picture. And I'm like, I remember Frankie. Like I, I remember that dog. He's still alive. He's 12 now. And they booked a portrait session with me and they were one of my biggest sales on this road trip and people that have, and you know, cause right. I've been kind of riding the wave of like, yeah, I'm roughing it out of my car, but people still know me as the high end boutique you know, so that's still the mindset that they think that that's who they're working with. I mean, because they well, are. Because it is. Right. Yeah, no, it is. Right. Um, but it just makes me laugh that I, I mean, I'm sitting outside of Starbucks, like stealing their Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. doing an ordering session mm-hmm. with a bed in my car. So is that how you do it? Yeah. Like you go to Starbucks to do like Yeah, I mean, sales? It, yeah. And I, anywhere I can get Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, so we'll talk about the sales because it's actually really cool. So, yeah, right. All right. Yeah. So keep going. So I don't know what I'm going on. What am I doing? Um, well, you photographed Frankie because. Oh, he, yeah. No, so just, so there was a lot of clients. It was clients. like full circle. Yeah. And that was of. 10 years later. And that was right. like a free portrait that I did. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, when we do all these charity things, it's like, do it for the right reason, right? Like do it because it's the right thing to do. But I always tell people, you're going to get so much back. I mean, all the magazine articles that I've ever got written on me right. was because of the adoption portraits that I was right. doing, right. you know, and there was another client in Wyoming who used to run an animal rescue in San Diego. Mm. I've never met her before. She just knew of me because I did adoption portraits in Vegas. She's like, Oh, you're that lady in Vegas <laughs> you're the one, right. who did those adoption port. And then she booked a portrait session with me, you know, so it was just kind of neat how. So that was back in your boutique days, right? When I was the, doing the adoption, the adoption portraits. Portrait yeah, and I'm still doing them that. now, though. And you're still, but you're still doing them now. But I, I guess what I'm getting to is what, besides the obvious, all right, what is different about the way that you did things then oh, and the way that you're doing things now? Now, I know everything. like, I know like, but I'm even thinking like more in your psyche, more in like your mindset mm-hmm. and, and more like internally the yeah. way that you are, not what it looks like, sure. not the bed in the back of your car as opposed yeah, yeah. to 2,400 square foot beautiful right. boutique studio. Right. What about in yeah. your head? No. So my big thing right now that, you know, when photographers are, they, cause they see pictures of my old studio mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, that's my dream. And you guys probably heard that from V Gallery because you guys had like 7,000 square feet. Right. Yeah. So people see that, oh, that's my dream. And I'm like, is it really? (laughs) Because maybe it is, but is it really? Yeah. You know, because there's a lot, you're married to it. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to live there. I am living there. Right. Literally right now. So, you know, so my big thing right now, when you say psyche and your mindset is base your business model on the lifestyle that you want to live. Yes. And that's, so that's what I did when I sold the studio and I loved it when I had it and I had these amazing employees and this, I mean, FedEx people would come to drop off packages and they would stay for like 15 minutes Yeah, Mm because they're like, it's just so relaxing here. And we're like, we got to get work done. (laughs) Yeah, You You got deliveries to make too. (laughs) But it was just so relaxing and that's what we wanted, you know? Um, But when I moved, I was like, I don't want that. I don't want Mm -hmm. to be tied to retail space. And that's why when I do my road trips now, I'm really, that's what that's what I'm doing for the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the bulk of my money for the year that I'm living off of. So I literally live like a retired person for 10 months out oh of the my. year. So I do, I work for two months. That sounds nice. Well, and then I do pet paintings, right? So I do that right. throughout the year. And that's just kind of like, so you don't have much of a business in your near your home. I don't tell people that I'm a pet photographer <laughs> at home. People don't even know. I don't want to talk about it. Cause I don't want to do, it's just, you don't want to do it. Then. I don't want to do it. <laughs> and I might get to that point, you know, eventually right. where I'm like, I should start right. doing this and build my business here. Right. But right now I just don't want to yeah. because, and I think that's why I'm enjoying the road trips, but it's also, I think that's why people book me. Cause it's so exclusive because mm. that they can't get me any other time mm. of the year because you, you have to wait a whole year if you don't book now. So not a lot of people in your immediate area even no no when people ask what do you do i say oh I'm, i do pet paintings i'm a mm. pet painter because in that that's what you that is what you do there that's what i do year round right. just on my own time working from right. home right you know but yeah when if i start telling people i'm a photographer then i have to do portraits and i have to <laughs> so logistically <laughs> you know? how do you handle the various things that you have to do on the road because you're i mean you're moving on right like you oh yeah You photograph a session. And I'm in a different state sometimes the next day. So then, but, but you need to make a sale. I do. How do you, it's magic. (laughs) It's so great. So, well, okay. So I came from, you know, in per, you, you're actually the one who told me to get a projector. 
I originally. am. I hope so. Yeah. So when he, when Jed came to visit my studio, he said, because <laughs> um, I didn't, I think it was like a year into my business and it was beautiful, right? It was like this whole yeah. big space built up, but we were still doing a big screen. Uh-huh. We weren't doing a projector. And you said, you need to get a projector. It's going to pay for itself in the first sale. Yeah. So the next day I went to Best Buy and, <laughs> and I bought it bought because one. Jed said so. And I bought a projector <laughs> and it paid for it. And it's, it was there for nine years. And I, you know, so I had it that paid whole time. Paid for itself a couple of times over. So hopefully. I... I mean, that's what we did. We did yeah. in-person sales. I yeah. mean, that was our thing. So when I, and you know, that's where your money comes from is wall, like wall portraits, yeah. right? That's where you're making your money. Mm-hmm. So when I became a mobile photographer and I'm doing road trips, I'm thinking, am I going to be able to sell large wall portraits? That's what I'm thinking. You know, cause I'm going to be able to sell small prints. Like everyone can right. do that. But am I going to be able to sell large wall portraits? Mm-hmm. And it's not just the money. I mean, that's part of my, like, I want to create that for people. Mm-hmm. I want people to have that over their fireplace. Yeah, that's and what you those want. Heirloom pieces. Right. And I want that, right? Yeah. Am I going to be able to do that as a mobile photographer when I can't do an in-person sale? Cause mm-hmm. I'm gone. I mean, I shoot your portraits in Colorado and I'm in Utah the next day. Yeah. So what I started doing and because I didn't want to just throw them online and let them have a cart because right. we know that's a disaster, right? right? And then you're doing a disservice to your clients because they if don't know what to order. Is. Right, right, right. Um, so what I do now is I, I do an online gallery, which I never used to do at the studio. So at the studio, when they came in for the in-person sale, that was the first time they were seeing their images. Now I actually do an online gallery, but I disable the cart. So they are not allowed to order online. They can't buy. They cannot buy it online. They're just using it for viewing. Just to view. Okay. Of course, it has your watermark and it has the image numbers and all that. Um, But I do a 10-day limit. So, And everyone knows this ahead of time because they Mm. see all of my policies and I have a minimum now. And that's that's the big thing we changed. So at the studio, I didn't have a minimum. Mm -hmm. So we just had a session fee and you could come in and just get an 8x10 or holiday cards and be on your way. Well, I'm not going to drive to Idaho (laughs) for you to get an 8x10, (laughs) right? Or just holiday cards. Like I need to know that you're invested in doing the session. So (laughs) I implemented a minimum. Um, which I wasn't worried about because I was like, if you don't want to book me, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. You're going to do it anyway. Right. Well, at the studio, it mattered to me because I needed to shoot. You know, we were shooting 200 to 250 sessions a year. Yeah. And I needed the sessions. You know, we needed, I didn't want to turn people away by scaring them with a big minimum. So now I implemented a 675 minimum. Um, so it's a 250 session fee with mm-hmm. a 425 print order minimum. Mm-hmm. So it's not a huge amount. And of course, that's not what I hope my sale is. Right. right. But it's at least I know those right. people are serious. Those aren't your eight by 10 people, you know. Right. It's a good way for you to communicate with them. Like, hey, this is this is the type of investment that right. I expect that I need. Really. Right. And people who are at least willing to spend that up front, they're not people who want to screenshot the images and steal them and go print them right. themselves. I mean, it just you're eliminating all of those people by right. having having a minimum. So what I would do is put the images online and I give them 10 days. So I say, um, within the next 10 days, let me know when you're ready to do your ordering session. And I send them, um, dates and times. So here's the dates that I'm available and they have to order within those 10 days or the images self-destruct or whatever, you know, I mean, they're not literally, yeah, they're not literally gone, but I mean, it's a, you have to do it in 10 days. Mm -hmm. So the client, sets up their ordering session and we use join.me. 
Okay. Have you used it? I have. Okay. So it's, it's like the best one out there mm-hmm. that I've found. Cause there's different, um, companies that do similar meetings, you right. know, online meetings. There's a like lot that. of them. And they've always been very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking to the person on the other line and I'm going, can you see my screen? Right. Well, I, I can't, I can't hear you through your computer. And right. so it's just like, where join.me is like, you click a button and the client's like, Oh, I see right. my images on your screen. Right. So what it is, is the client is, they don't need to download any software. You know, obviously the photographer you do on your end, Mm -hmm. but the client, they don't need to download anything. They just literally click on a link and it takes you to my screen and they can see my screen. It's that simple. It just works really is the important piece. So what I do is I always talk on the phone though. So as soon as I see that they've joined the meeting, I call them Mm -hmm. and they know this ahead of time. It's all in the email. It's laid out how it's going to work. So I don't talk through join.me because if you're sitting out in front of Starbucks in right. like the middle of Utah or something, yeah. you can't depend on their Wi-Fi. And it could be, you know, if there's a delay or something or the screen freezes, I don't want our conversation to That's freeze. That's a good tip. So how you're, frustrating you're not going to lose, like even if you lose the Wi-Fi connection right. or anything associated with the you Wi-Fi. You don't lose the flow. You still have them on the phone. Yep, you're on the separately. phone. Separately. Yep. Right. Yep. So I don't talk, so turn the volume down. I don't talk through the computer. And you're using like an earpiece of yep. something probably. So you have your hands yep. to do whatever. Yep. Okay. Yep. So always talking on the phone. So basically I'm doing the full in-person sale that I was doing at the studio. I'm just doing it through join.me. Cause you're still using sharing. room view and you're still showing wall portraits and right. they're still seeing right. what you want them to see and what you want them to buy. Right. They didn't have to make a separate trip to come see me. Hmm. Usually all of the decision makers are present mm-hmm. because you can't always get all the decision makers present yeah. in person. Right. Sometimes right. just the wife and the husband didn't show up. And even if the husband's not like a hundred percent paying attention, <laughs> he's in the other room doing <laughs> on the, you know, in his office or whatever, but the wife can go, hold on, let me ask him really quick. And then yeah. she goes and asks, he goes, yeah, yeah, I agree. And she goes, okay so she's right but yeah, she's getting perfect. that com- like confirmation right. from him without right. her with you know because you hear it all and the he time he didn't have to get, get into the up car and, go and get somewhere. dressed and go to a sale right and right. she didn't have to go okay well this is what i want but, but let me check with my husband right, right, and get back with right. you right so you get it huh. all handled there hmm. but do you want to know the secret yes because all of that is really cool but the secret is okay so you guys still have a retail studio now we right? do so you've been doing this forever yeah so you ask all of your clients to take pictures of their walls sometimes yes okay how right. many people do that well if we ask them it's it, they usually do it oh see you that that's like not the norm right so i did this for nine years it's not the norm you're right we, it, it is getting easier now than it used to be like okay. it used to be a lot more problematic right but, so we would always ask people take yeah. pictures of your walls mm-hmm. i mean we went as far as making tissue paper packets at the studio so we cut different sizes of tissue paper Literally a 30 by 40 piece of tissue paper, a 24 oh, by 30, an 11 by oh, 14, an so 8 they by could 10. See. We folded it up, put a tag on it, like right. an address label, right? right. What it was, right. sent it home with them so they could tape that to their wall. I mean, we did everything we could. We would send them home with pieces of string saying, this is 30 inches long. This is 10 inches long. Tape it to your wall, right? And we sent them home with logos on... Um, measuring tapes yeah. you know our logo on there yeah. just measure your wall and everyone shows up and oh i forgot to do yeah, that right. oh i meant to oh right. sorry right no that's true and that so cool great that i have you in person doing a sale uh-huh. but i'm still going to get that pushback of oh i didn't measure my wall i don't know about my wall i still right. okay so this is what i want but let me go check when i get mm-hmm. home right and it's still that now i need to call and i can't run your credit card yet or whatever they have that objection they right. can use so this is the magic ready i'm ready that the client is at home Oh, they're already there. They're there. 
So literally during the, yeah, no, seriously, during the ordering session, yeah. 90% of my clients put me on speakerphone yeah. and they measure their walls. Yeah. And they're taking pictures and they're texting it to me and right. they just do because they're focused on the ordering session. Right. Right. Because a lot of people look at their images and go, oh, yeah, I'll deal with that later. Right. But when they come in for the in-person sale, then, OK, now they're focused. Well, well same they have thing. a real time vested interest in what's happening, too. I kind of like that piece. Yeah. Like they're involved mm -hmm. during the sale in during the sale in the process mm -hmm. of literally helping you sell them product. Mm hmm. And like they'll literally send me pictures at that time. As you're talking. As we're talking. Right. So we're on the phone and they're physically measuring their walls and going, okay, so it's about this. And I'm writing it down. So the room is, you know, 10 feet wide by mm -hmm. this tall. And mm -hmm. okay, can you send me a picture? Oh, God. so I see the headboard. I see the lamp. I see. Right. So we're talking through it. Very and nice. So we actually see it. And that wouldn't happen if, so this is the really cool thing. Ready? My sales right now, my sales average is higher now as a mobile it, business than it, than it was when I had a studio oh, where I was yeah. paying $4,000 a month for rent. Right, right, like, right. My so, overhead was like 10 grand at the studio. So why shouldn't everybody do it this way? Well, I think there's a big value to doing in-person sales. I right. really do. It's the relationship building. Yeah, it's yes. them seeing the products in person. Um, I don't recommend necessarily doing what I'm doing to everybody you because mean getting in your car and sleeping in well, the back of there's your SUV. That. Right, right. And everyone's like, aren't isn't it dangerous? You know, you're sleeping in the middle of the desert. Okay, maybe that's not for everyone. But with um if you don't have any sort of minimum or mm -hmm. some sort of maybe maybe it doesn't have to be a minimum, but maybe it's like our packages start at, you know, if you're a hundred percent an a la carte photographer, mm -hmm. I'm not totally sure. I mean, I, I know you can still sell the wall portraits, but, you know, if people aren't actually there with you and not right. seeing your products and they've never worked with you before, mm -hmm. I, I can't say that because this is fairly new for me, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I haven't had a bunch of people saying, I'm going and doing that now. Um, so, <laughs> but for me, it's working because I have the minimum and I have, you yeah. know, or if you have the collection start at, um, just so you know. You know, but I, and everyone's like, well, they don't get to see the products and touch them. And I'm like, I don't client that doesn't bother my clients. Like no yeah. one's like, I need to feel a canvas. Right. No one says that. I mean, they're just, they honestly just trust me. Most people are like, I want to get a frame. Can you just, I sent you a picture of my house. Can you well, just pick a frame? Well, the trust is a big piece, right. isn't it? Oh, big time. How much also do you think this is working well for you because you legitimately love it? See, and that's why I only do it two months out of the year. Because I think if I did it year round, I it would it would radiate. Too it's too much. Right. And it, I don't think I would love it. But for those two months. I love it. You are on cloud nine. And I have my dog with me. I watch. I've watched. And she's you. like part of my, you know, okay, so here's another interesting thing. So I was camping one day. This is on the Coeur d'Alene River in Idaho. Mm -hmm. It's so pretty. So I met this guy and he was a sound engineer or something unrelated to photography. So we were chatting and he has a trailer and he's like, yeah, this is what I like to do, but I do most of my work out of LA. So the point of my story is we got to the point where he was saying, yeah, I have to um, really be careful that people, my clients and things don't know that I'm roughing it out here in Idaho. And cause they don't, he doesn't want that 
image and that perception. He wants them to think he's this really high end dude right. in a really expensive office. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting because I'm the complete opposite. I mean, my behind the scenes pictures yeah. and Gracie camping with me and yeah. where we go. I mean, that's part of my marketing. That's your shtick. My clients love that. Right. I mean, right. they want to see that. Well, They're he's like, in LA. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. <laughs> Just throwing that right? out there. But I'm like, everyone wants to see that. Right. That's part of, I mean, like right. if I like do some kind of an email update and don't have like what's going on with Gracie, mm-hmm. people are like, what, they want to know where's Gracie? Right. Is she okay? What's right. happening? Right. And everyone wants to meet her. Right. When I do, and if I don't, because I don't bring her to portrait sessions because that's just, you know, unless it's good weather, I can leave her in the car. But if not, I have to find a dog sitter or drop her off at a doggy daycare or something. But when I don't bring her, clients are like. They're disappointed. They're disappointed because right. they wanted to meet Gracie because she's part of my marketing. Right. And, They've seen all these behind the scenes pictures. Right. Don't, and, don't you think it's also because people, no matter what, they really value authenticity? Oh, I, for sure. And yeah. That's, and that's just straight up yeah. who you are. Yeah. No, people want to work with people they like. Right. Yeah. Right. And people like authentic people. Yeah. Or at least people they think are authentic. Yeah. I'm authentic. <laughs> no, I I'm know. not pretending to be authentic. <laughs> I, know, I know that about uh, you. And so do your clients. But yeah. that's my point. Yeah. Is that they know that. And Gracie's part of it, yeah, right? Yeah. And so like with this other guy, it might not work the same for him. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it might. Yeah. You know, and, and he it, he doesn't think it will, apparently, right? right? Well, I think people are trying, the people want to like vicariously live through us. Right. Because who's going to actually do that? Who's going to like, well, you guys bought a vintage trailer. We did. Yeah. Oh my, yes. But how yeah. many people like, that's people's dream, right? I want to do that. I want to travel. Well, they say it is. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, if I had a dog who didn't shed, oh, it would be like the perfect dream. Well, that's we have the dog that doesn't shed. Oh gosh, that's why she got <laughs> the I dog that Gracie, doesn't shed. But I love but she sheds a lot. So it's it's a lot of work keeping our little space looking presentable. Because clients are like, oh, I want to see what your little setup looks like, and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't really want to show that no, to you right now. It's such a mess. <laughs> I want to see what your setup looks like oh, in your SUV. Right. So what do you do for? Um, Oh, like showers. I thought you were going to say like, how do you ship your images to your clients? Or, and then it was, how, what do you do with showers? (laughs) I'm not there yet. I'm thinking Uh, like, I'm putting myself in your spot because I'm asking, I, I think I'm asking because I could see my wife absolutely loving what you do. Yeah. Like she would be all about that. So I'm really on the fence right now. I've been looking at RVs, like real, real small RVs. Yeah. Like 20 foot at the biggest RVs or maybe like a Sprinter van or something. Right. And then have a little bathroom and have Uh a little shower and be like a little more civilized. Right. Right. But I'm like, ah, it's like that. It's just such a big investment. It is. And all of a sudden you're in a different ballpark. Right. And I I know I'm going to use it personally, but for me, it's a business investment. If Mm -hmm. I do it, do I really want to make that investment? I mean, Sprinter vans, I don't know how millennials are affording them because they're like over a hundred thousand dollars. They're ludicrously expensive. It's crazy. Right. But I mean, I get, it's a house on wheels. So do I want to spend that? And then gas is going to be like double, triple the it's price. It's a lot more. Right? Like I'm yeah. in like a two wheel, yeah, two wheel drive RV right. right now. So I'm like. So you don't really have any, you're looking into it, but your plan is really to not fix what isn't broken for you. It's working, right? right. So, right. okay. So how do I shower? Well, I'm I, not trying to avoid I, the not, question. I don't, goodness gracious, I don't need to get into that. But I'm curious <laughs> like, how you would handle certain things. And really, you started to answer where I was wanting to go was you're looking at the RV or, or a Sprinter van or something. Mm-hmm. But that changes things. Well, it changes everything. It's not just the money. It changes the experience. It certainly changes the experience. But, but what again, I'm circling back to 
one of the reasons it seems to me like you're loving it so much is that you don't have that weight right. of overhead oh, yeah. anymore. Yeah. And Sprinter van or RV, yeah. you start to go back in that direction. You do. Right? Yeah. No, and you so do. And, and But that was a huge, you know, for so nine years, we had, our rent was $4,000 a month mm-hmm. for nine years, okay? My goodness. So we just, and I had three employees I had to pay and mm-hmm. all the other expenses, you know, if your AC breaks, it's $5,000 to fix that, you know, so yeah. it's just, there's a lot that goes with an overhead, <laughs> yes. you know, with a, um, a brick and mortar right. building. So, I mean, I didn't realize, I guess the stress that I had, cause mm. it was so normal and I just did it. And we, we did, we did great. I mean, we made over $200,000 every year and mm-hmm. it was great, you know, but there were years that easily, I mean, I make more in two months right now on my road trips mm-hmm. than I did in a full year's work at my studio. Oh my goodness. I mean, it, I'd run the numbers and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I mean, well, there it's were, because right away, none of those, none of that overhead is there. Right. And there, and so, and I don't know if I, if I already said this, I was thinking it, my sales average is higher now. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and, and then I don't have that overhead. So it's like my profit margin is so much higher. Mm-hmm. And so when, so when I sold the studio, I was just, I, I didn't realize I just like, ex, you know, exhaled and was just like, oh my gosh, that was such a huge burden to, mm-hmm. I don't have to write a rent check next month. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Yeah. So no, that's a huge part of it. It's just that keeping it simple and if it's working and there's probably a lot of, th- I mean, so I'm not doing in-person consultations anymore. Right, consultations right? don't aren't a thing. Because I used to do that. That was a thing. Not the I in-person mean, consultations. Right, anyway. I pushed it with people. I'm right. like, get people, if you have a studio space, I mean, get them there. If you're giving away a silent auction donation, don't mail it. You have right. a studio. Make them show up and pick <laughs> right. it up. It's a right. free thing that it's you're giving the to them. It's the destination piece, right. right. So I don't have that now. And, you know, I, and I don't do consultations. And I might change that. But yeah. I don't do a Skype thing or right. a FaceTime thing or um, because it's just it's working. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just one of those that could my sales be higher? Maybe. But everything I'm doing is working. So I'm like, I don't know if I really want to spend the time. And my clients are happy with what they're getting. They're not flustered at the ordering session and unsure of what they want. I mean, they just kind of trust what I'm doing. You know, so I'm like. you have 10 months to paint. Yeah. (laughs) And do, yeah, and go hiking and feed my chickens. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I'm jealous. (laughs) No, it's cool. (laughs) I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking. Well, we still have the building in the studio and the overhead and, and all of that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's no, just, it's not a right or wrong thing. It's I paid just, my dues. I did my nine years yeah. in the studio and I'm, I'm just enjoying. And like I said, I literally like, I'm doing all these things on my bucket list that I've never done. So I joined the choir at my yeah, local. You're very musical. I am musical. Right. And I knew that, but I don't think I knew to the extent to which you were until like probably the last year when I'm following you and you bust out a mandolin or you bust out a... My ukulele. Ukulele, that's yeah. what it is, right? Because you gave a, a lesson the other day yeah, or so you I, shared a lesson. Well, that's the thing I'm doing. So I'm teaching ukulele lessons mm-hmm. where I live mm-hmm. and that's something that I grew up doing. I grew up taking uke lessons mm-hmm. and then I've always wanted to teach and I had a couple students in Vegas, but it was just so hard to fit it into my schedule. Mm-hmm. So now it's like I'm... And I have students that are seven years old who are 70 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a vegetable garden. I joined the choir. So it's just all these things that I've never had time for. And people right. usually can't do the till they retire. Right. Right. And I'm just able to do it now. That's awesome. Because I, you know, like I said, you just base your lifestyle, you know, base your business on the lifestyle that you want to live and how you want to spend your time. Where do people find you? Right now? Yeah. Like, like my website? On, on the webs. 
Where, my, like my website? Yeah. So my website is arkadorf.com. Mm-hmm. So I have that. And then... Um, A-R-I-C-A-D-O-R-F-F. Right. Yeah. As in Frank Frank. Because it's so funny. Like I, I always hear FF and then people go SS. Yeah. No, FF. Frank Frank. Frank right. Frank. Um, so and that's then, where they can go. That's where they can go. Mm-hmm. And then I have a little sign up. You know, I don't send a lot of emails. I probably send like an email quarterly. Mm-hmm. So it's just a kind of like, here's what's going on. Here's what Gracie is doing. Cause mm-hmm. everyone wants to know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a little thing on my homepage if people want to sign up and see my newsletters and see what I'm, but so it's just, it's been really fun just, um, teaching and speaking and all of that. So it's, I've been kind of still riding that wave and that's been evolving because usually when I was teaching and speaking, I was doing studio pet photography. Right. Right. That was like my thing. So it's been really fun to like evolve as like a speaker. Right. And like people are, I'm meeting tons of new people through like West Coast School mm-hmm. and all these places. So that's been like, oh, that's been really cool. But I'm, I'm on Facebook too. Just, um, I don't know, Arkadorf. That's mm-hmm. my personal page. I'm friends with all of my clients. Right. Some people don't do that. I, but I want to know what's going on. In like well, all it's of, easy to find people on yeah, Facebook. I want to know what's going on in their right. lives. So I'm friends right. with everyone. And I have a business page too. But yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I knew pieces of it, but I didn't know all of it. Yeah. And so it's fun to find out it's like the particulars and the, and the fact that you're making it work so well in such a short amount of time throughout the year. Yeah. Which gives you so much time. Yeah. Which is easily the most precious commodity there is. That's sure. what I'm taking away from this more sure. than anything. Yeah. And uh, I feel like you did it. Like you, you made it. No, <laughs> good, and good it's, job. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, the, and the cool thing is that even though I'm roughing it in my car, you can still give your clients a high end experience mm-hmm. and you can still charge high end prices. Mm-hmm. Like I raised my prices when I left the studio Yeah, and I still, and like you should, everyone should, you know, increase your prices right. every year. And I still do all of that. Right. My sales average is higher, you know? So it's like, it's not like, oh, well you're doing that. So right. maybe you should lower Scale your session way fee. Back. No, yeah, no. Go the other way. Yeah. Make it exclusive and, I love it. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. It's so cool. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. And enjoy the rest of the show. Okay. So then, so in like an hour, you're going to say, okay, Vicky, so we're selling the studio and we're going to live in the vintage camper. Um, Five minutes. <laughs> Perfect. Not an hour. Uh, <laughs> and she'll probably say like, okay. <laughs> that's funny. Do you guys do a lot of traveling? Yeah, we travel a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And the she kids, loves that. And the kids like it? Oh yeah. They're the best the travelers so in cute. the whole wide world. Yeah, the they're, they're great. I can't even imagine better kids oh, for traveling. Sweet. Like they'll do the whole, are we there yet? But I just say, nope. Oh. <laughs> and they say, okay. Oh. You know. So fun. Yeah, we're, we're fortunate there. Um, so again, thanks for this. This was great. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks.